Three, two, one, go. Hello and welcome to the Lost Out Podcast. I'm here with the Supreme Commander Kyle. Greetings, peasants. How are you doing today? Yeah, put the put the mic closer to you, dude. Remember, I told you like two inches, dude. Two, two inches. inches. I got it. There you go. Yeah, just you can move it around. It's got a crane, dude. You can it's, it's something you can play with. There you go. All right. So, what are we talking about today, Kyle? Today we are talking about one of the basic things that all of us humans feel, and that is desire and passion. What's the difference between the two? And can you have one without the other? Or do they go hand in hand? Um, my position is I think they go hand in hand. Yep. There's a lot of different... I mean, I think you really have to... Cla- like you have to break it down to... Uh, are you talking about passion and desire as base emotions? Or like All right. how they influence your thinking? So, so, so let's, let's start by going this way. Let's say... You got a guy, he has a desire to get a job, whatever job may be, doesn't matter. Let's say he wants to work at a bakery, right? So that desire pushes him towards that goal to where he opens up a bakery, does this thing. But if he doesn't have passion for what he's doing, then his shop isn't going to be at that 100% goal that when people walk in, they're not going to see that versus like, let's say I go to a, uh, a donut shop and in the beginning, this person had the same desire. They wanted to open up a donut shop, but when they got there, they built that passion and they put it on a path and it led them to be very, very emotionally attached to what they're doing. Therefore, when you walk in and you see this person, you're like, wow, they really love what they do versus Oh, well, I wanted this and I got it. So now I'm just doing it and I don't have any passion towards it. Yeah. You don't, you don't stick with it. And that has a lot to do with your motivation and figuring out what you, what you feel like your purpose should be in this life is, um, the way I think about it is I can have a lot of interests and that's one of the, uh, the biggest issues in my life has always been, I am interested in a lot of things, but I'm not sure which one I will be consistently passionate about to keep going. I don't want anything that I'm interested in to turn into like a job right. where I feel like I have to clock in, you know, my nine to five and doing something that initially I was like, this is all me, dude. And then the seasons change and then I'm not actually passionate about it as much as I thought I would be consistently. You know, so I don't really know where to go from there though. So I would love to hear what you have to say about it. Right. Well, so I mean, most of the people in the world, I, well, I don't want to say most because it's very judgmental and opinionated, but people just go to work because they know they have to, not so much that they want to. Yeah, you got to eat. So, for example, like I have a job, right? Mm-hmm. It's an okay job. I do my job. I do it well. However, I'm not passionate about it. Right. So whenever I go home at the end of my workday, I don't feel like I've fulfilled my purpose of that day. Mm-hmm. And so I will go and do other things that I am passionate about. Like, let's say something simple like video games. I'm very passionate about video games. Um, it's a good time. It relieves stress. It kind of winds me down at the end of the day. And so it helps me have a sense of fulfillment when I go to bed instead of working my nine to five, getting off work and be like, man, I'm so tired. Today sucked. And I just wasn't passionate about what I was doing. That's why it's really nice when you can find someone who got the job they wanted, like our friend who works for uh, PA. Mm-hmm. 
um, very public, loves it, picture taking, very social, and she loves her job. And it's nice because you can see her passion flow through that versus someone who just turns wrenches all day working on a car or whatnot. And they're like, oh, well, I do my job. I do it okay, but I I don't like what I'm doing. Yeah, I honestly think that that's really interesting. Um, There's such a huge demand specifically in in, uh, our profession being in military and specifically Air Force is like, the majority of your Air Force people are going to be working in maintenance. So it's got to be about like 70 to 90% within between those two percentages of people that don't really have an affinity or a desire or passion for maintenance. They just kind of, I need it. I want free college and I want to travel. So like, yeah, sure. Put me in for whatever you got. And then like, Hey, you're turning wrenches and you're like, I don't even like doing this. It's dirty. I'm busting my knuckles. I'm busting my ass like I'm tired. I got to work swing shift. I got to work 12s now. Like it's it's a lot of work, dude. And there's only there's a very small percentage of people that actually um, are passionate about that. And it's those that you see that stay in. You right. Know what I mean, which I mean, it's it's a it's still no system is perfect. But I still think that it was really interesting to see that demand for having maintainers and maintenance personnel versus uh, our generation that the I feel like the majority or at least more than half don't really care for that kind of work right you know so when yeah when it comes to passion and desire uh, to do something I think it all comes down to first figuring out who you are and what you want and there's nothing wrong with I used to be a server at restaurants I thought it was all right you know it's not something I wanted to do for the rest of my life but I it was a job you know and I, I knew that this isn't going to be my life forever. I'm working towards something else, you know? And I think that it's finding your purpose and your your passion and really sticking with it. And it also has to throw in my my thing is, it's I think it's less about um, the fear of losing interest in it than it is about knowing that this is your purpose and this is your passion. It's finding that. And the only way to truly find that is to do a lot of self-reflection and a lot of getting to know who you are as a person. Yeah, Yeah, and that's what's nice is that, like you were saying, those people who do get passionate about their jobs, they tend to stay there longer. And what that really helps is when you have people under you, like let's say you and I, Mm -hmm. you notice our leadership is very passionate. Well, they might not be, but they put on that aura around us that they love what they do. And it gives you good vibes and makes you believe that what they're saying is reliable and that you can depend on what they're saying because they're passionate. Yeah, it's genuine. And that's what I love about it is that when you see that passion in someone, it kind of fills you up inside with that warm feeling. Mm -hmm. And uh, it makes you want to do better. It makes you want to be able to find your passion. And that's why some people will get out of the military or get out of whatever job they're doing. And they'll be like, you know, I did my job. I did okay. But this, that, and the other led me towards a bigger purpose in life. So for example, like you, you love doing this podcast and I (laughs) love being here. And it's nice to see even though I'm just sitting here talking, it's nice to look across the room and see you passionate about what you're doing because you you love it. 
And it's nice to see that because it makes me feel better inside knowing that you are getting your purpose. Mm-hmm. And granted, I'm still working on mine, but it, when I leave here, it will make me feel better inside. Like, you know what? I want to get to my passion. I want to use my desires for what I want in life to get towards that end goal, to feel that purpose, to feel complete. Yeah. So you say. So basically, my 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 position is always is is you got to found your you got to find your foundation. Um, and I'm not saying that like okay, so a lot of people they'll they'll fi- they find their identity through their parents, which is understandable. Or like say. Like someone grows up in a small town. I, I'm, uh, I had a new, um, someone that I'm supervising uh, just came in yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, she, I was taking her around, showing her the local area today because she doesn't have a car. She just got here, you know, and I was helping her get essentials for her room and all that. And uh, kind of, you know, taking her to get some food that's different from the States, you know, and so... Um, Taking her around and she started, uh, I don't know how we got on the conversation because you know me, I can just ramble on until like I'm not even, I'm not even there, dude. I'll sit there and <laughs> ramble and I'm not even paying attention because I'm driving, you know what I mean? And uh, she said something about, uh, it was, it was in, the, in regards to the religion. She said that she was, she's Lutheran and um, which I don't even know what that one was. Like there's so many different derivatives of, there is. of Christianity. Um, but she was in basic and they had like every Sunday they would have like uh, a church thing and they had a bunch of different type, di- bunch of different sects and sects religious, you know, gatherings right? for whoever it, it, you, whatever you believe and you can go and do your worship or whatever, you know, giving you those options, which I think is a beautiful thing to have, especially in the military where everyone assumes everybody is, you know, godless you know what I mean? Absolutely. But no, they, they did. They did. And uh, she uh, decided to be the person who like walks everybody and, and, and kind of helps out the people that work. I don't know. It's like a special thing that they can sign up for. Okay. To, to usher people into whichever religious gathering they just, they, they deemed, you know? And um, she was with another girl that was Wiccan and, um, she grew up in Wisconsin and she grew up on a farm and it was a very small town. And, uh, and so everyone went to the same church and everything like that. And she was like kind of bashing. She was like, how can you even believe this? It makes no, it makes no sense. You know what I mean? How can you believe anything but how I believe? And I said, well, cause I mean, she believes in the Bible and I mean, I've studied the Bible since I was a kid all the way up until, you know, I, you went outside my house. I've always been a part of the church. You right. Know? But I, I mean, I got to the point where I questioned, you know, my own, my own positions and my own faith. You know, I think that that's not a bad thing to go through a questioning phase of your life. She never had to go through that because she was surrounded by that. And so, um, she got in trouble because she decided to go without our battle buddy or whatever, a wingman. And she left, like she went outside and stood out there because she's like, I will not associate with the witchcraft and whatever the heck that they're doing. And um, I just said, I don't know, like I, all basically all I put it down to is I said, what did Jesus do? You know, if it's if you if you're like so old school to where you're wearing that WWJD thing on your on your, on your wrist, you know, a little bracelet. Really, what does that mean? What did he What did he do? Like he went out and and sought out the people that were undesirable, 
the prostitutes, the tax collectors were basically like the mob back in the day. You know, like people that everyone knew and hated yeah, that part of the society. The, the, those types of people were just the lowest of the low. He met them where they were at and showed them love, but didn't change who he was. He was still him. He was still God. Like he was, you know, he was, but he loved them. He told them the truth without being afraid of offending them, but he said it in a way that got them to think. No one else would do that. They're so used to having judgment, you know? They're just lost, man. Absolutely. And so I'm like, when you put it into that context, I'm using your own religion, in quotation marks, against you at that point. And she had to actually take a step back and think. I was like, yeah, so if your job here on earth is to, well, well find your purpose, you know, in, in Christ, if, if that's, what, uh, that's how you want to spin it, and reach everyone that you can to show them the truth, were you doing that in that moment? Or were you just denying them for who they were, for what they were choosing to believe? Jesus died to give us a choice. He didn't, he didn't die and say, now I expect everybody to recognize my greatness. Absolutely. He you gave know? everyone that option. He didn't sit there. He didn't get on the deal. It was like, soon, eventually, you will understand that you will recognize the sacrifice I just gave to all of you. And, you know, fuck all who, do who doesn't agree and then just died. No. Like, he did that. It was, it's a free gift. It was a free gift salvation if you choose it. Right? And so trying to be judgmental, it goes against the heart of God. You know? And really putting that... Dude, she... She shut the fuck up real quick. She was like, well, I can't really deny that because you obviously know more than, than I do about it. And I was, I was throwing out stories that I, that I'd read and, you know, specifical biblical scripture. And I'm like, you, you just left. You are, you go to church every Sunday. I don't even go to church every Sunday anymore. And I know more than you. And this is straight up text. I'm not even doing this from my own point of view. So how much do you really know? And how much is actually true? You know? Absolutely. So being open to changing your mind and, and letting your purpose and desire from the, you know, the foundation of our conversation and this dialogue, um, figuring out who you are at your essence is a, is a huge factor before going forward. So I think that working in a job like this, because uh, basically working in the job that you don't have an affinity for or you're not that, you know, you don't really have a passion for is not at its essence a bad thing. And the reason why I say that is because it gives you time. Once you get competent, because anyone can get competent in whatever field they're working in, um, you got to put food on the table. you got to provide for yourself or your family when you have one. But ha like, it gives you time to figure out what you really, what your true purpose and passion is. And Absolutely. if you find that true purpose and passion, you will work towards it you'll open that bakery shop and hell if you open the bakery shop and you find that you lo you've lost passion in it well, shit you already own the building change it into whatever passion you want an art studio fucking make it an art studio out of it strip it down fix it up do whatever you want to do you'll find a way if you're passionate enough about it anyway i've rambled on no <laughs> please i i love listening to it i do and that kind of helps me uh with what you're talking about with the girl with the religion because that's the one flaw that I find in passion is that sometimes your passion can be led astray to where you feel so greatly about whatever it is you're thinking about that when people try to lay down facts, 
or just give you a different path to take and not so much perspective really. right and not so much force it on you but like hey have you ever thought of it this way automatically and combative and defensive absolutely people get mm -hmm. so defensive about their feelings and that's why passion is emotion it's a that strong emotional connection to yeah. whatever you feel whether it be i wanted you to say that before i did like you you it's you have the power to use those emotions right you see fit but passion and desire they are you know i think at their essence they're emotional absolutely you know? but it's dedication that keeps you moving forward Right, and I get that you could you could easily lose your your passion and 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 uh, I don't know you just lose your momentum easily. But it, it goes into any facet of your life, you know. And you're, even when you're going to college for a specific degree that you feel passionate in, you start thinking about the the things that are you have to go to class, you have to do this, you have to study. It's hard. It's difficult. Is it worth it? That's where you have to keep stoking that fire of passion you got to keep you got to take a step back you got to do that self-reflection this is worth it because this is the this is what is keeping me going it's not more motivation it's more dedication i made a choice to do this because i felt led to do this right and, and that's i'm gonna what... i'm gonna see it through and then i'm gonna and then maybe when you get out there it'll be hard when you start anything it's difficult when you start learning something new it's difficult the more you learn, the easier it gets, the more confident you are, the more confident in you are, then the passion re reignites. Absolutely. No, that's, that's, that's absolutely what it is. Going to school, it's not so much you've found your passion. Like you take a hobby and you go to school for said hobby. And it's okay. You're, you do your hobby day to day. You know, it, it winds you down. For example, video games. Let's say I went to school for video games, right? So I'm going to school, and it's a hobby. It, it wastes time. However, when I get out of school, that desire that I had that pushed me through school, that determination that you were talking about, it changes into passion or it builds. I feel like passion is one of those things that you build off of. Desire is just there. It's flat. Yeah. It's factual. It's what you want. Yeah. But you don't have to be passionate about what you're doing in order for you to be good at it. Like you were saying, you can be extremely confident at your job. You can do your job 200% if you want to say it that way. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you're passionate. It doesn't mean that deep down at the end of the day, like I said, when I get home, I didn't have that sense of fulfillment. I'm good at right. my job. But that doesn't mean that when I get home, yes, I love it. I love everything that I'm doing. And that's what I love about it is because I feel like if your passion is set in the right mindset, that it can put you really far. However, if you let those emotions tie too much to what you're doing and then someone gives you another alternative and you outright refuse it instead of looking into it, that's where it can become an issue. Yeah. I think there is a there, there's something... When it comes to doing a job and doing a job well done, something that you can feel proud in, think of it this way. When it comes to work and doing things that you don't have, uh, say you have an affinity for or that you absolutely love like you were talking about, think of it as mowing the grass. No one likes to mow the grass, but how do you feel after you, you look at your lawn when you mow it? A sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was like, I did that and that shit looks good, dude. Absolutely. Like, it's the same way in the job that you're doing. 
But the I the most ideal thing that you could possibly work for, which is why I think that America is amazing because we're the closest thing to have that freedom to pursue our own um, happiness, right? Absolutely. And that fulfillment is that, yeah, we may work in a job that we don't really feel like we have an affinity for or a desire or a passion to pursue, but we it, it's what's available right now and it's, and it's putting food on the table. Still coming at back at the end of the day and saying, I did, I did a good job. I put everything into that. That's a sense of pride, you know? Absolutely. Maybe you're not going to be there forever. And if you, if you already figure out, like I said, when we go back to the fundamentals, the down to the bottom is like, you already know who you are. Do you have an, have an idea of the field that you want to go into or something that you're passionate about? Don't, don't, don't have despair because of where you're at in that season. Right. Be there like, like, like right now, like I'm working in a job that's like very, very technical. It's very logistical and it has a lot of numbers and, and make putting puzzle pieces together. I'm not good at that. That's not my affinity. Um, but I, I got good at it. Get good, son. (laughs) Uh, I got good because I had to, I was under contract. This is the profession that they gave me. Um, but you're still sitting in my office on a podcast. This is still my, this is my passion, you know? Do I still do the job to 100% of my ability? Yes, I try to most days, you know, but um, essentially I'm still trying to live in my passion and move forward for that. And I'm going to school for a communications degree. You know, I could be a broadcaster. I could do, there's a lot of things that go into what I'm passionate about. It's about having conversations with people and, um, and really getting my voice out there is what I really am passionate about. And it's not an egotistical facet of my personality it's just that i think that i have i I enjoy having this conversation i think that there's a lot of conversations you'll have with strangers or people that you meet that you respect that no one else will hear that that you have no idea who the next gandhi is going to be who the next you know martin luther king is going to be you could have already talked to that person and been like oh that's great and then two days later you forget what you talked about I like to have that stuff recorded. I want to have my voice out there because I could say something so profound that it changes somebody's life. It may keep somebody from shooting their head, you know, like shoot, shooting themselves. You know, I don't right, know right. what, I don't know how much influence I could possibly put out there, but I want to give that a shot. And that's become my passion. And is, that's what's so nice about it because when people are passionate about that, it's contagious. Right. So when, but people, you got to walk in it too. You got to right. walk in it and you got to put in the work. You know, all, buying all this equipment, <laughs> getting people to come over and actually listen to me, this shit's been work, man. Oh, it's yeah. Not just absolutely. Like, oh, well, my buddy come over and I was just like, let's sit down and record it. Dude, like, this took planning. You know, like, it doesn't, it's not something that's easy, but is it worth it? And is it something that I care about? Yeah. You know, like walk in that in the season and then, work your way there. Absolutely. There. Mm-hmm. And that's what's nice. If people are willing to listen and they can feel, and that's what's nice about uh, these podcasts and just podcasts in general is that there's no video. So you're just listening to them. So you really get a vibe on how they are. You can tell if they're passionate about what you're doing. And what's really nice is that when our listeners are going to be listening to this and all of your other podcasts, they're going to feel that passion. It's going to give them that contagious feeling to where they want to know what you're saying. And while everyone might not believe everything, and that's oh, yeah. absolutely well, half fine. The shit that comes out of my mouth is probably <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> but it's really not about that. I mean, you got to start somewhere. That's absolutely. I, I, I heard. I heard that. It's like, I think it was a quote that I read, and it said, "Like, dude, you, you, 
the first time you do anything, you're going to fucking suck at it. Oh yeah. You're, you're going to suck at it. But if it's something that you're, that you're interested in and you're passionate about, just keep going with it. It's, it's going to get better. You got to start somewhere. Every right. band that's ever made music there for, if you listen to their first two songs, they're going to be shit compared to the stuff that they're coming out with now. Unless they sold out and they got into the whole production. Oh, yeah. Talking about music. But (laughs) still, like, their second to third album is that's their that's their peak that's that that's their voice and that's who what they really want to do but they had to start somewhere absolutely they're not going to be a prodigy not everyone's going to be a prodigy you know of that that field or that 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 interesting thing that's influential yeah that's what's nice i like when i listen let's just go to music real quick when i listen to music i personally enjoy listening to say an indie band Mm-hmm. over the number one top 50 billboard charts because yeah. when you listen to those indie bands you can really feel their passion behind what they're doing yeah versus these big groups who started that way if you find their older stuff you absolutely you see that there you can feel it when they're singing and when you talk to them back then if you see videos or pictures of them doing their stuff yeah. but as they grow and become more popular and like you said if they do sell out it no longer becomes about what they were enjoying. It's just, it's, it's a job. How, what does everyone else enjoy? And I have to meet them where they're at. Like, I think the biggest thing is like, no, I'm not trying to, you know, speak ill of the dead because like of Chester from like Lincoln Park. Right. Is if you listen to their first few albums and where they actually built their, you know, I guess like that genre up, right? Um, it, it was insane, dude. They, they threw some screaming in there. They were like, it was, it was rappy. And then later, later, like, I think where the shifted, uh, was all like, they, they, they got put on, I don't know exactly where it shifted. I'm not a documentary specialist. I don't know anything about right. more. Like, I just know by basically what I've heard. And it was like what I've done by like th- for the, you know, transformer. Oh thing. yeah. That's yep. when they kind of started shifting into the mainstream and it was more, it was less edgy and more poppy. This is like, right. this is what people. This is where I'm going to reach the most people, and make them you know make I don't know make the most money, and have the the biggest following, because uh, we started to move into that. I remember when I started, there wasn't really like when YouTube came out, it was just funny cat videos, and now it's like a forum. Oh yeah, you know, it's a forum to express a lot of different ideas, and which I think is at its uh, at its essence, great thing, dude. But then again, it's like uh, I gotta be the most popular here. I gotta because mm-hmm. I gotta stay competitive. You know, are you making music because um, you want to be popular and you want to have the most money? Which is what I have a lot of issue with a lot of rap artists. You know, like, oh yeah, absolutely. They, I think that the uh, no one really talks about rap artists because I li- I dabble in it. I listen to like their 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 for the the stuff that they start writing in the beginning is very personal. Mm-hmm. And then the further they go on into like rising in popularity, it just becomes so generic. Absolutely. You know, like they may come up with a good beat, but lyrically it's disingenuous. It's really just becomes, I got this money. I got this swag. I got the, you know, whatever. Right. It's like I'm popping, you know, popping pills, but (laughs) it's just, it's what, what is popular in that genre. And it's less, there has no more pop, like you said, like you like indie music because it, it feels more genuine. Absolutely, this is this is music at its purest form because it's it's indie. So what's the definition of indie? Like you know, like what what is? Well, I don't even know what that. Like where did indie come from? So it's one of those things. 
I I feel the best way to put it as they're less known artists here. You know what? I will look it up while I'm talking about it. Yeah, just look up Google. Like, what is the the definition of indie? Or like, I'm sure there's. It's probably like a like. Uh, I don't know. Just indie. I, I don't know. So this is what indie is. Pure definition: not belonging or affiliated to a major record or film company. There you go. So yeah. that's why I like them because so that's what makes it more genuine. Because if you're getting, if you you sign a contract and then you have a producer that says, "Hey, this is what's popular. This is what you we want you to do." You write a lyrics. I think there was like this one artist. It was a girl, and they said, "Uh, it, it's a song. I don't want to write you a love song if you oh, ask yeah. for it." Because their producer said, "Hey, all you write is this like you know this these songs, and you don't like well, you need a love song now." And I actually went like really high up on the you know the the boards. Right. Like she actually they actually got really really well. But she was like, I don't want to write a love song. That's not my. That's not the. That's not the kind of music that I got going on. That's not my heart. Right. My uh, heart is. That's not where I'm at. I'm just. I'm, it would be disingenuous at this point if I wrote a song about love when I'm not experiencing it, or uh, that's not what I want to focus on. So she wrote this song that said, uh, "I don't want to. I don't want to write you a love song." It's literally a shout out to her producers that said, "Write a love song." And so she wrote this with the same beat that a love song would have been written in, like a t- in regular Taylor Swift song. Right. And uh, but it wasn't a love song, you know. It, it was just saying that I don't want to write a love song. <laughs> like I actually had a lot of respect for that because she had the the regular elements of a love song, but she was uh, lyrically still ch- staying true to herself. And uh, I thought that was awesome. Absolutely, yeah. and that's what, like I said, that's why I love when artists realize that they're starting to go down a path or let's say they do get that major record and they realize oh man you know these these guys are steering me in the wrong direction that i wanted to pursue and of course like you said there's those there's those people out there um it's really big in the rap community and not just the rap but rap pop those those are the big ones right now just because that seems to be what people want to hear right and unfortunately uh, I personally enjoy classical rock and other indie bands because they're smaller. They're more honest with their hearts, and you can really feel that when they sing. Um, and that's just not, it's not just with music. Like I said, it goes with anything. Even going back to the bakery shop, you, that passion that they have for what they're doing is so contagious that it, you enjoy it more. You get a better sense of fulfillment inside of you versus... Oh, I've heard this song 20 different ways today on the radio. Yeah. Versus you go to, uh, especially back in the, uh, back in the States or even like Europe, you go to like those small little pubs and stuff. And those, those bands that you hear in there, those are what's really, really good music because you can just sit there and listen to them. You really get a good vibe off of what they're doing. And then they get off stage and you talk to them. They're like, yeah, man, you know, I love what I do. <clears throat> hell yeah but how how far do they go until they just like dude this is a job right you know what i mean so I, I i i think one of my most respected bands of all time that i respect like a hundred percent has always been chevelle okay not yeah. everyone knows about chevelle though and uh but they have been so consistent with their 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 music and uh i watched uh, i didn't watch a documentary it was a youtube video 
and it was in an interview and they talked about uh, the lead singer's pro- like uh, process of making music and he'll he'll just be like well i'll get i'll get out of a show or whatever i'll go to my trailer and uh in his house he already has like a recording studio right and uh he'll just have this something that comes into his head lyrically and then he'll in his own head he'll put like a flow to it uh, a melodic flow to it right and then he'll just immediately record it as soon as he has an idea he goes that's why he has it right in his house like he's like i sit down and i record it and then i and then i show just this one snippet of what i just my my head came up with I'll show it to the rest because he has he has two other brothers that were a part of the band, and he'll show it to his bandmates, and then they'll build it from there. It's like that that coming together, and they build it, and they're they're the fa- they're a family, so they yeah. they all think and they're all in the same genre, so they're all thinking the same, at least within the same field, and then they build it from there, and that becomes their next song. You know, and Absolutely. that's how they, and if you look at Chevelle, dude, they put out so many albums and they're still putting out since the, like the nineties. And now they're like, it's like 20, 30, it's 20 years of making consistent albums. Every one to two years, they come out with a new album and it's just, and I just think that that's insane. I love Chevelle because they've been so, not only have they been consistent, they've kept coming out with it. And that is a mark of a true artist. Is that you're not relying on other people to give you content to, or to, to, to tell you this is how you should do it because this is what's popular. And they're not like a huge band. They're, they never got to the point of Lincoln Park. And, you know, a lot of people are saying that rock is dead. You don't hear that on the radio right. anymore. Before, you used to hear like Evanescence, Papa Roach, like, you know, Lincoln Park. Like all those bands were on the radio. They're not on the radio anymore. The only thing that's on the radio is... Like you know, I don't know Katy Perry, mm-hmm. freaking like that, that. That's it, dude. You're gonna right. hear. I mean, Ed Sheeran is good stuff. Like I think that he he does a really good job. Absolutely. But as far as outside of that, you really only get pop. I and mean, pop at its essence is called. It's popular. That's, right. that's why it's called pop because this is what's popular, but it's still the same thing, on repeat. Absolutely. I, so I, whenever I meet somebody, I ask them what they listen to. And if it's pop, I'm just like, all right, you're one dimensional. <laughs> like, I'm really interested to see, like, what do you, what do you listen to? Like, what are, what are your influences? Because music is huge, dude. It's, music is huge to say, and, and I think it's, if, especially if I meet somebody who listens to not only one specific genre, but like you say, indie, and someone who likes rap mm-hmm. and certain, but, but not just a genre as a whole but specific artists right because they speak to them in a specific way that shows reflection and somebody who actually has an identity and that's that's what i look for so i mean i ask somebody like hey what kind of music you listen to if they say country or if they say pop you pop or whatever i'm like i'm what i'm asking you is like what are your artists like who, who are you listening to what like how many genres do you like oh i like anything I like everything is the worst. That's the worst thing you can tell me on a date. I right. like everything. I was like, oh yeah, let me throw some death metal on us. If you actually <laughs> really like everything, don't give me that bullshit answer because it's safe. I want to actually hear what you're listening to right. because it really does influence your mental state. Yeah, and I feel like that's sometimes that's the issue that people have is they're afraid to say how they feel, mm-hmm. and it will lead them to get on that let's just call it a train track and they just hop on the train with everybody else because that's how they think they're supposed to feel 
And so they never actually grow as a person into what they want, into what they actually, this is the person that I want to be. This is how I feel. This is what I like. And that goes for music. That goes for anything in this world is where if you just hop on the train and you're following everybody in a straight line that you're never going to branch off and kind of blossom into who you're supposed to be. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, and, but the, the thing about that is it's just so easy to just hop on the train because it you is. have nobody challenging you. But then again, that's what I think has led a lot, a lot that has led to the, the, the rise in depression. One of them, there's, there's multiple reasons I think I, I believe, but I think that that in itself is just trying to be accepted and it's easier to just go with the flow of everybody else. And then you get to the point where you're on your deathbed and you just look at yourself and you're just like, I didn't do anything. Right. Did, I, don't, I still don't even know who I am. I didn't make a mark whatsoever. I have no legacy other than spouting, like, you know, like maybe kids. But what do they know about me? Do they, they don't even know me. And that's the funniest thing because I actually did this when I was like 16, 17. And, uh, I, I talked to my mom, we were driving, um, because she owned her own business and she was, uh, she showed, she went to shows and stuff and sold her, her, her stuff that she created. She used to make mosaics okay. out of like, you know, concrete and, um, and like broken China and mosaic stuff into like beautiful like, of course. Uh, art stuff. And so, uh, I was riding with her after we finished the show for the weekend and, um, I don't know why I said it because I mean this is like this is I'm trying to like look back it's really fuzzy. Oh, absolutely. But I, I remember specifically I asked her I said, "Hey, listen." I think it was because she was yeah, she was having a conversation with her mom and they were talking about memories, right? Of when she was growing up and her and her, her siblings and okay. stuff like that. And I was I was just super invested into the conversation just like looking back and like as a kid I was like I know my mom. But then when after they had that conversation, I was like, I don't know my mom. Yeah. Like, I, I don't. I don't know where she, like, came from. Like, I don't know these these memories that she has. I wasn't a part of this. I knew her when she was, you know. I, but by the time I became self-aware, like, you know, actually could remember things. I was, like, maybe six. Right. You know? Like, that. she was 30-something, you know. Before I actually had any, well, she was around 30, like early 30, you know, I don't know. Before I even re can remember, like back now, who she was at that time. So it's like 30 years of your life, I'm not even 30 yet. 30 years of your life, I don't even know you. Like, I don't know where you came from. I don't know what you did, and like your position on things, like you, the heart of you. I only know based off of like when I met you. When I met you is when you birthed me. And uh, I didn't become self-aware of even my life until I was like six. You know what I mean? Um, so I asked her, I was like, so tell me about you when you were a kid. Tell me some stories. Like, show me who you were, you know? I don't know where I was going with this, but I think that that's, that's, I don't know. I just thought that that was, that, that blew my freaking mind. dude. Absolutely. When I came to that realization, it was like, I don't even know my own mom. Like, because I was listening to it and the shit that she, they were talking about, I was like, mom did that? Like what? Like, no, like I know her for who she is right now, but I don't know what made her get to that point. And I think that that's huge. Whenever I have kids, I'm definitely going to be telling them stories about me growing up this right this right here i'm going to be telling them about this conversation 
and about my relationships with people because they got to know where you came from. They just, cause kids are just going to base their life and their standard off of who you are right then. But you got like, instead of just going up to your kids and say, don't do this because I said, so tell them a story. Don't do this because I went through the same thing and this is how it turned out. For Absolutely. Me. If I made either made a mistake or I did a good thing, like it actually worked out well for me because I didn't do this. And because I saw somebody else fail in that and I could have been that, you know, like just tell him a story, give him a scenario. Jesus did that shit. He sold things in parables, you know, right? because it was easier to quantify and digest than just saying, don't do this. You know, no one likes to just be told what to do. They like to have it explained. Why am I not allowed to do this? Why should I do this? You know? add some perspective that's why i didn't i didn't get in a whole lot of trouble when i was growing up because i respected my parents because they actually sat me down and explained why instead of just saying don't do that because i said so right and that's what nice is because them giving you that explanation makes it more relatable to the scenario that you're in versus instead of just being told flat out no you can't do this you can't do that whatever the case may be it puts you in the mindset like oh wow okay so you've gone through this so what you're feeling and why you're saying this is because of this reason and the fact that they've given you that reason and explained it thoroughly. This is what happened. This is good or bad as to what happened. This is what you could potentially come out as far as whatever happens, happens type thing versus a yes or no answer. Yeah, absolutely. So let's uh, let's put this into perspective. So you were talking about passion, desire. Is there any kind of like current event or anything like that that you could think of or like a personal experience that you can, instead of just talking about it at its essence, maybe put it into a practicality? Yeah, so you, you know could I mean? do like something, um, you could do something like love. Okay, love is so. a very good one as far as desire and passion go. So when you think of desire, oh, you want to define love? Is that what you want to oh, do? Because I can go on no. for fucking days. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I to? I can absolutely if that's what we want to. Give we me can, your give us your perspective. Off. Give All us right. your perspective, and then I'll give you mine. So we'll start with the essence of desire and passion in regards to love, and then we can move over to stuff like lust, intimacy, and whatnot. So I actually pulled something up. Um, the interwebs because it's a wonderful place and I can look at whatever the hell I want and it's great. So I'm just going to read these verbatim and then we'll branch off of that. So for desire, it's saying you're having a longing for a person. You want to experience that romantic journey. Uh, Curiosity, imagination for each other's fertile. You can experience connection together and separately. And... Your body releases androgens. I don't know what the hell that means. Yeah, we're getting into the chemical, <laughs> chemical makeup. And estrogens causing arousal to blossom. So I'm assuming on more sexual terms. So desire is more like, yeah. Yeah, it's that it's, want. It's, I think a desire and infatuation really come go hand in hand. I think it starts with infatuation and, and desire. Well, yeah, they, they both uh, essentially they both go hand in hand. Yeah, that's what's yeah. nice. I believe we had a conversation. You were saying uh, whenever you meet someone... You don't want to meet them downtown because they're going to be who people want them to be. Where if you take them out and it's like a one-on-one, whether it be at your home or at a dinner or something, they're more pure. And so you can really get a good feeling of where that person is in life, what their goals are, 
what they're passionate about, for example. Yeah. If you're good at bringing it out, I mean, people are always going to wear a mask. Hell, I mean, everyone wears a mask. Absolutely. But I mean, it's, I, I try to be as honest as I possibly can to everyone that I meet because I have a, a distinct desire to be understood. I want to be, I think everyone wants to be understood at their, at the, at, at their heart, like at their core, they want to be understood. They want somebody to recognize who they are and then choose to be with them and associate with them. Right. So how I do that is whenever I go out, it doesn't matter in any, in any situation, I will straight up tell you who I am and I will sit there and that's why I talk so much. Is because I want to explain who I am so that people can trust me as fast as possible. Right. You know, but I think that whenever I was saying that you shouldn't go, like when, when you go downtown, if you meet somebody as far as like an, on a romantic setting, I don't think that going out and saying that this person was so amazing, I just love this person when they're out drinking around a bunch of people. Right. Is not, a, it's, it's that that's not who they are. I think that's, that's, everyone puts on a mask and that's like the worst place you can find somebody and be like, Nope, oh, this is the person I'm supposed to marry. The the chick that's like throwing up in the corner, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or the guy, you know, or the guy that's just walking around and he's just like, you know, acting a fool. Oh, he's so spontaneous. Yeah. Well, he's like eight shots in you know, he's been drinking pregame before he even got there. Absolutely. The guy doesn't even know who he is at this point. That's not your fucking love of your life, dude. You got to find somebody. Yeah. Like what I try to tell the people, um, what I try to, 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 if if you're if you're trying to find somebody of quality, right, mm-hmm. and true to themselves that has a servant's heart and just loves people, get involved with um, volunteering for something, a soup kitchen or whatever, it's something that you you actually are interested in, but go. And do these extracurricular things right. that are not so easy as to, I just got to walk outside the gate and then walk into a bar and then there's a lady there. Like it's something that they actually have to be, uh, they're sacrificing their time to volunteer towards something or uh, go to a spin class or something. I don't know. Do something that not everyone is going to do because the chick that is doing it, the spin class, the chick that's going and volunteering could very well be out at the bar on the weekend with her, with her friends, but you don't want to meet them there. You want to meet them over there at the spin class or at the, at the volunteer opportunity that you, that you decided to jump into doing something that they feel passionate about. You want to meet them at their passion. Absolutely. Cause that's where you're going to be remembered meeting them at their passion. I can go out to a bar and I can sing the best, karaoke that you would ever fucking believe <laughs> but there's a is a bitch gonna hit me up after that probably not because i could just be a, i'm just a regular guy I'm, right. a, I'm like everybody else i just happen to sing a little bit better than everybody you know what i mean like yeah they don't know who i am because it's all a facade absolutely so that's why people just say they got married because they met in the and they met in the bar and then they get a divorce i'm like well the the your foundation wasn't even set right absolutely they they didn't even know who you were and they, they maybe gotten it to they may have thought that they were that person. I don't know where I'm going with this, honestly. No, no, <laughs> just, no. I understand. Saying, like, so, I think that context is huge. It's like where you find some, where you meet somebody. If you're trying to, if you're going to sit inside your house and just be like, nobody loves me. I'm going to go online and just talk to this cam girl or whatever. Oh, the yeah, fuck. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're not even get get out the fuck out of your house and go do something that's, you know, maybe 
you don't feel like you want to do, but do something for somebody else. Go do some extracurricular. And I say volunteering is like a huge thing. Oh, yeah. Because the people is. that you meet there, they are genuine. They are, they're not there because they have to be. They're there because they chose to be, and they weren't trying to help other people. Those are the people of quality. And if you're choosing to go there not just because you're trying to find a significant other, you're doing it because you do want to uh, sacrifice your time to help other people, that shows a lot about your character. Oh, yeah. And if, you're will if you want someone else to sacrifice their time for you, are you willing to sacrifice your time for them? Right. And that's that's the best the best part about what you just said is you just laid out passion and desire and their differences and this is where I was saying they kind of split because like you said you go volunteer you go do what you want to do and help others let's just say help others for the sake of the conversation let's say you want to go help others right. so you go volunteer you go do this stuff and you meet someone and you see how emotionally attached they are to that or detached because it like you said it brings yeah, out their character. Mm -hmm. Versus you just go down to the bar where a lot of people will just go down because they want company. Because yeah. they want to not go home alone at the end of the night. And so that's just a basic want versus they're not really passionate about taking someone home. It's just, I don't want to be alone tonight. Versus you go to those volunteer or like you could even tie it to like uh, very strong people or people with very strong religious views. Because when you meet them, they're going to be very passionate about what they're doing. So it tells a lot about their character and you can kind of feel, is this person going to be someone that I want in my life? Or is this something that I should try to avoid because they're not going to give me the right fulfillment in my own life? Yeah, I think that comes down to really having your identity and what you're looking for. And uh, I, I honestly, I don't think, I mean, I'm not. I'm not in a relationship or anything. Right. I mean, I've been, like I told you before, I've been, I've been engaged before, but I mean, I, I knew it was like, it's who, who's really going to fit my life and who, who am I willing to be with? It's having your own, you know, self identity is knowing who am I willing to be with to, 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 to bridge that become the literally become one with somebody. Right. We're going to be compatible. That's what compatibility is. Right. So, you find somebody who is that way. Well, they may have this. They may be like this, and uh, I'm really particularly agree or really give a shit about that. Yeah. But can I grow to? And it's really you got to know who you are before you can actually make those decisions. Absolutely. You know, you go to those volunteer things, or you go and you do something that's so that's a little bit different than just going to the bar every weekend, or you know, whatever, or playing games every night. You go out and you do stuff, and you meet somebody there. And there's a mutual attraction to at least an extent, you know, and um, you go and you spend a little bit of time with them and you start gauging them. There's, you got to be okay to walk away sometimes. But some people are just like, oh, someone that's interested in me, we're getting married. Oh, yeah. Like essentially because they're so afraid to be alone. And the reason why they're so afraid to be alone is because they're not comfortable being alone. You need to be comfortable being who you are. Right. And enjoy being yourself. I could sit in my house seven days a week 
you see, I mean, you, you know, you, you're like, I like it here. I oh yeah. Know. Yeah, it's, it's, absolutely. I, can, I have so much I can do. I have an entire, you, the entire universe is at my palms and my, my fingers right here. I can just type in whatever I want to do and enjoy everything that I want to do. I can write stuff. I can record my own self talking. If I wanted to, I can play games. Like I don't have to, I have to leave this house. I enjoy my own company. Absolutely. So it's, it, you got to enjoy yourself and go and do stuff. If you feel led to go, you like to go and, walk on trails and see stuff or you adventurous or if you're more a homebody that's great but you if you're if you're like i need I, I feel like i'm at a point in my life where i need to be finding somebody because i have a desire right to meet somebody right and to i want a family eventually that's something that's in the back of my mind and i'm always thinking oh, i actually do want a family i think i would be a good father or i would be a good mother or whatever then you got to look at yourself and say, what, are, what would I be passionate to do that's around other people? But just don't go to the bar because the bar is easy. Right. And the, the thing is, like, you can go to the bar, but don't go to the bar looking for love. That's, that, that's the only advice that I'm going to give to anybody out here. It's like, you, you, hey, um, honestly, the people, people that are listening to this, if you found your significant other at the bar, you're a minority. Congratulations, dude. That I, I honestly, that, I don't think that it cannot happen, but I'm just saying that it's not an ideal scenario to jump into going to the bar. You start talking to a girl, you date her, and whatever, like or, or a guy or whatever. It's like your first initial impression of them was them with an altered mental state. When you're going somewhere like a spin class, like a I keep saying spin class because it just seems like it's such a trope. I mean, if you want to go spinning later, we can work that out. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love getting on that bike. He's like, one, two, three, four. Keep it going. Like, I don't know. whatever. But I'm just saying like, you know, you go do something that's like, you know, that that, that is an interest. It's, a, it's an interesting thing or it's something like you go rock climbing. Shit. Join a club to go rock climbing. Yeah. I don't know. There's all there's so many different types of shit that you can do that you're just not willing to look into that you may be passionate about you may be interested in it you just don't know because you never even looked it up or tried it give it a shot i've never went snowboarding you know what i do i have the desire honestly to go snowboarding no because i don't want to bust my ass on oh snow. yeah absolutely but could i be good at it i don't even know i could have an i could be like the next prodigy snowboarder and next i could be in the x games in the right. next three years because i don't know because i never even tried it go out and try shit You'll meet people there that are passionate about it. And like you said before, it makes you feel more like the, the, that energy makes you feel more like, oh, I'm into this. You know, right. like, uh, and then you have to decide, and then you come to the conclusions like, well, am I really interested in this? Is this something that's going to be? Yes, maybe, maybe yes. You just keep trying it. If you don't like it, then you don't have to go back. You know, uh, don't feel obligated to go back. But the more you try a bunch of different stuff and you go out there around people doing other things, you'll meet somebody. I, it's it's a hundred percent. It's like you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. That's that's the way when it comes to meeting people. Right. You, know, you can do this thing and you're like, oh, well, this isn't really interesting to me. Go do something else next time. Just get yourself out there and don't don't sit there and cry because you, no one loves you. Right. No one loves you because you're sitting in their fucking house. That's why they don't love you. Because yeah. you're not even presenting yours. You're not selling yourself. Go out there. Do stuff. You might find something that you never thought that you'd enjoy. Right. And that's what's really nice is you see those one-track people who are just work, play, home, work, play, home. But that play, that 
time that they have to be free to be that person they want to be like let's say for example myself or you you know we're we do our job it's okay but it's not what we're passionate about so that free time that we do have to be our own person if we're not utilizing that time and really taking advantage of the stuff around us like challenging yourself exactly and so you're making it hard because you're doing that rinse and repeat over and over again instead of giving yourself the opportunity to go try new stuff like for example snowboarding like yeah. just like you said i want to learn how to snowboard it's huge I'm, out here. I'm terrified that i'm going to bust my head on a tree or something yeah, I but i didn't go this year i had an opportunity but i was like i just i, just, I didn't I, I felt bad that i didn't right i think i, I think that i would have had a great time i think that i probably would have sucked at it but that's just me thinking that i might have sucked i could have been good but i didn't do it because I just didn't feel like doing it, but that was that was my fault. Right. I did recognize that I didn't do it because I was being lazy and I didn't want to put myself out there to try. Because I just thought I have to go buy all this equipment, I have to do all this. I'd much rather just sit at home and, you know, do nothing and, you know, watch Netflix and, you know, play on the computer and then go out to the bars because it's what I'm used to. We're right. habitual creatures. We like as humans in their at their essence, there are other people that are adventurous that do have that 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 trait about them. Their personality trait is they like to go see different things, they like to do different things. I'm not like that at my core. It's right. not me. Um, but I do try to go out and do stuff. And that's what nice. Um, that's what that's what has helped you build your character into the person that you are. Yeah. Because you realize this, this is the kind of person that I am. I like doing that rinse and repeat but the catch is with you versus the other people who just do that rinse and repeat is that you still give yourself the opportunity to find new things instead of just being comfortable with what you have at that right. moment if someone invites me to go do something and i say yes in the moment i'm gonna fucking do it now absolutely like, i have to because You've i already committed. said i was gonna do it the, the deal with the whole snowboarding thing is I didn't say 100% I was going to do it. Right. I said, let me think about it. Let me look at the price costs. You know, like, dude, I, I spend that, that much money on going out to eat, dude. Like, honestly. Like, Absolutely. Like, with a few people and I'll pay the bill. Dude, like, I could have rented that equipment and gone. If I just didn't feel like doing it. I didn't feel like going in and picking out the equipment. And uh, I'll do it next year. I know. I have it, I have it written down. I'm going to go do it. Right. Because I want to do that. I want to climb Mount Fuji. I want to experience as much as I can experience. I've been to Tokyo. I've been to Sendai. I'm, I'm trying to do as much as I can. I got my passport coming in in three weeks because I've never had a passport before, but I'm getting one. You know, a, a personal, you know, tourist passport. Absolutely. I send everything in there. I'm, I, even though it's not something that I enjoy doing or I'm, I feel like I'm led to do, I want to do it because, for one, it adds credibility to my name. Right. Being adventurous. It can only help you. It never hurts you. Yeah, you can have bad experiences when you're being adventurous. But you know what? It's still a story. Absolutely. It's an experience to tell other people. Yeah, and this is coming from a guy who's normally a shut-in. I was never... I'm personable on an individual level between me and somebody else. But as a crowd, dude, I'm not... I don't. I I lose steam really quick when I'm around a lot of people. Right. I, I really do. And I'd much rather have a better, I, I feel like I'd have a better time just hanging out like we're doing right now in my own personal sanctuary <laughs> than going out and doing something crazy. But if I still go out there, yeah, because like I don't want to be just a shut-in and then die and no one remembers my name. Right. Then what, what, what was my life worth at the end? I was just taking up space, essentially. Yeah. Know? 
And that's, that's the thing that people need to learn. It's that branching out. It's not being a, not so much being a shut in because that's uh, very biased. I think in people's uh, thoughts, like if you think of a shut in, you think, oh, this, this guy's a hermit. He doesn't do anything, but that's not always the case. Like you, for example, you're a great example is because you enjoy staying home. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad thing. You do your thing and you're happy doing it. It makes you more comfortable. And that's what's nice is that you're doing what makes you comfortable instead of going out and trying to be comfortable in a situation where you might not feel that same warmth and I guess fulfillness. Again, I, I know I love that word right now, but uh, it's really nice. And that's something that I'm personally working on. Cause like uh, you said, you've been engaged. I unfortunately am going through my second divorce Hooray. But it's be like that sometimes. <laughs> it, it, it'd be like that. Bitches be crazy, man. But what's nice about it is that it's helped me build my character and realize my flaws. And that's why I, I love talking about this desire and passion, because I've come to realize that with those marriages, with these people that I've been with, it wasn't about passion. It was desire. It was that want to not be alone at the end of the day and to want someone's company. And ironically, What's even funnier is I did meet my second wife at a bar. Let me tell you, it is the minority. Hey, I didn't know that. Don't don't think that that was a knock at you. Oh, no, no. I I I thought it was hilarious because you're absolutely right. It's not. I went down to the bar that one night. I didn't want to go home alone. I didn't go home alone. But unfortunately, it didn't come from a place of passion. It came from a place of desire. So at the end of the day, years down the road, we realized that Yeah, we desire to want to be together for the sake of whatever that may be, but there's no passion behind it. So we couldn't really flourish and blossom for years to come because once that desire kind of faded away and we wanted to do something else, it was no longer there. The flame had burned out already. Yeah, but when it comes to relationships, and I already established this like previously about having your own identity right and your own purpose and this is where i'm going in my life and compatibility i think that people they don't they they get so stuck up on the infatuation and and they make those rash decisions not rash decisions they just they just jump into that deep relationship to where now it becomes a competition absolutely it's who's doing more in this relationship than the other person. And it's less, instead of what it should have been found, the foundation of that relationship should have built on is, um, how do we, how are we compatible and are we actually compatible? What is, what are my aspirations on my life and how do you fit into that? And that's, that's just having self value and having a personal identity is I'm, I know that I am this way. This is how I see my life playing out. This is where I want to end up being. This is what I, this is, it doesn't have to be specific. Like I'm going to grow, I'm going to, I'm going to eventually live in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have my own shop. Like you can, you can have that, right. but it doesn't have to be that specific. It can be in general. Say this is, this is my passion. This is what I like to do. This is kind of a, a, an area that I would enjoy living, but I'm, I'm able to be, you know, swayed in one position or the other. Absolutely. And, um, 
how do you fit into it? Like, what are, what are your desires? What are your passions? Do they know that? If they can't tell you, they're just like, oh, I'm just kind of along for the ride in life. Yeah, that's a real hippie way of thinking about it. But no, that means that they don't know yet and they're still working out their own identity. They shouldn't even be in a relationship, Absolutely. in my opinion. Now, a lot of people will fucking probably tell me that I'm an, I'm, I'm, I'm an asshole for saying that because a lot of people are probably in that thing and they have a really good relationship with their significant other. Right. But, and they don't even know where they're going. And they're growing with them. That's great, but we're adults now. Absolutely. You know, like I'm pushing, thir- I'm about to get to thirty. You know, and um, I don't have time to have somebody who's flippant and doesn't know who they are or what they what their passion is. Because as soon as that season changes and they figure it out, we cannot be on the same wavelength. Absolutely. And I'm not going to marry somebody if I don't know at least an idea of where they what do they want out of life and do I actually fit into it. I could be the nicest guy ever, but if you want to be a marine biologist and I don't like the ocean, bitch, we can't we can't fucking make this work. <laughs> like, I mean, that's just, that's just the it honest is. truth. It is. So I think that people are so quick to just jump into that fairy tale. Our emotions is what's going to carry us into happily ever after. No, it's not. It's not at all. You've got to take time, get to know somebody, become friends first, really enjoy each other's company, and enjoy yourself alone like let them they can go off for an entire week and just let them be their own person and then you meet on the end of the week or the one once a week and you just enjoy each other's company and keep talking and have that separation to where it's not like i have to be with this person 100 percent of the time oh yeah you have to be with that person 100 percent of the time you start losing yourself absolutely and if you didn't even know yourself beforehand you start trying to be the best person for them whatever you're trying to look at it subconsciously you're trying to look at them and be like what are they looking for i want to be that person i'm going to mold myself into the person that they want to be with so that they won't leave me because i need that validation you know don't be like that dude have some have some what, what is what is the word i'm looking for I want to say individuality, but have well identity. Like right. Have your own. Know who you are and know what your standard is, and be able to say no. It doesn't matter how attractive they are. It doesn't matter uh, what like, like like how just intoxicating their presence is. Know who you are. If you know who you are and what you really want in the long term, that's when you'll you'll be decisive when having a relationship with somebody because if you jump into something out of desire Mm -hmm. out of infatuation and you make these these life altering decisions with that as your foundation it's nine not 90% of the time it's not well it's probably more than that 99.1% of the time Mm -hmm. it's going to end a disaster and hurt and then you're going to have these emotions you're going to have this animosity towards the opposite sex. Right. And say, yeah, they're all they're here is just to hurt me. When you're not looking at yourself first, you need to be looking at what, where did I go wrong? Yeah. And that's, that's the one thing that I hope your listeners take out of this. If anything is that they need to find their identity. Um, that's the one thing that I did learn from my two divorces is that, I was so focused on making them happy and just being the provider, right? Just, just doing my job day to day. Um, like I said, no passion towards it, but I had to put food on the table cause I had a family Yeah. and I found myself leaning towards their passions and their aspirations instead of focusing on my own. So it was really rough trying to do that. 
and then coming to the realization that I've had uh, quite recently, honestly, um, is that I haven't found myself yet because I've been so focused over the past, you know, 10 years of my life on making everyone else happy that I never actually made myself happy. I never did what I wanted to do. So now that I am unfortunately starting to get older and I still haven't found my passion, now I'm having to take a step back, realize, you know what? It is time to be alone. Yeah, have that self-reflection and look at yourself and look at your heart, look at what you're interested in and uh, start. It's almost like investigating yourself. Right, right. Who am I really as a person? And it's okay to go and talk to somebody about that. That's another thing that I want to talk about or, or at least hint on is it's okay to go and seek out counseling. Absolutely. It's they're literally that's their profession. You're hurting yourself by not looking for someone else to be objective look in like let somebody else look into you and just talk to you and then they may have that perspective that you're looking for that you can't come to your own conclusion over there's some people that know me more than i know me right my mom will call me and i had i've had a bad day she'll call me and she already knew i had a bad day I don't know how that's some weird <laughs> ESP shit. Right, right, right. But she's because she knows me. Like I don't, uh, and there's like a, there's a weird connection between my mom and me, and like her her children, and uh, even my twin brother. Like he'll tell he'll call me out on some shit, and he's like, Dude, "That's not you." That's right. Not you. And then I'll come to the realization. I was like, "Yeah, you're right. I'm projecting an emotion based off of uh, an experience that just happened, but the, at my at my core, that's not me." And he's like good now you know <laughs> like right it's like there's things that about you that you just it's and when you're in your own head you can't quantify it you absolutely know? You're, you're growing but you need that's why there are so many people on this world this earth we're supposed to be in relationship we're supposed to talk to each other right and really come to conclusions and really figure out who we who we all are by talking with each other and being in relationship so Please, if you are struggling to find your identity, there's nothing wrong with going and seeking counseling. It doesn't have to be an actual counselor. It can be a religious person that you go to. If you go to church, if you don't go to church, then it can just be someone that's older and wiser that you know is objective, that can know, that knows you and can see you for who you are, that you've already experienced that with them. You can unload who you are and ask them and say, listen, I'm not going to get offended if you... Uh, say something that might, you know, look, sound, or feel like it might be offensive to me. I need to know who I am, and I'm trying to figure it out, and I can't figure it out in my own power. Right. So, yes, be objective though, and be smart. Like some, don't go to somebody at the bar and say, "Hey, do you know who I am?" <laughs> like, can you tell me? Give me your own analysis right. about who I am. No, go to the professional. Go to somebody that you respect, that's knowledgeable, and that's a very wise person. You can recognize wisdom when you see it. Absolutely, that unbiased opinion. Not so much even opinion, just that unbiased information that you haven't been able to find because you haven't gotten yeah. that far, and they have. Right. Whether it be a medical professional or whether it be just a an old guy in the park. Yeah, literally, there is a profession called being a counselor. You can be a counselor, and but be open-minded, but also realize this is a real person too. But they will say they may say something to you that really does resonate, right? And it gets you to start thinking, right? And it'll help you. 
because I was I was raised that way though. Like I'm 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 I am blessed beyond measure because I was raised with parents and around a bunch of people that were uh, just they were just wise counsel. Like they were doing it right, and it showed in their actions. It showed in their actions. Yeah, there was a couple of bad eggs, but you know, like we saw that shit coming along from a long way. Absolutely. You know, like we knew that they were you know, divisive or manipulative because we were surrounded and we were all coming together and really actually just being honest and genuine and recognizing that I have flaws and I have faults and there's things that we're all working on, but you're still working on it. Right. Absolutely. Being open and honest and saying, I'm not perfect. I know I'm not perfect. And having someone who's wise to say, I know this is an issue that I've always been working on. And it's a continual thing because it's a part of my personality, but I know it's not conducive to the relationships that I have. They became honest with that. That honest automatically gave me, gave them credibility in my eyes. It's right. Like someone recognizes their flaws because it's someone who thinks that they're right all the time is someone you don't want to be associated with. Absolutely. Because that means they're closed-minded and they're not going to, it's all about them. Be selfless. Be selfless. Woo! I don't know. That's just shit weight. This shit got heavy, dude. <laughs> just kidding. I'm all but, in my head right now. <laughs> It's nice though, and that's that's the biggest thing people don't realize is that life in general is not an end goal. To find your purpose in life isn't just like you fill up a percentage bar and then you're finally done and you're good to go. It's a never-ending cycle that you have to continue to be dedicated to in order to get to wherever you want to be. And once you get there, either build that passion or just continue your hard work and dedication towards that to keep it going. If, yeah. you, if you let it go or you start getting into those mindsets, oh, well, what I'm doing is right and I'm always right, then it leads you down a path that you just don't want to be on. And not so much um, that people don't want to be around you type thing, but you just, you give yourself a bad identity, like you're saying, to where you're no longer who you wanted to be. You've turned into kind of this alter ego of yourself. Right. I think it's about you won't do that if you already established who you are. Right. Exactly. And like I said, like your identity is depicted. Uh, if you don't have a firm one, you know, you don't really know who you are and what your purpose is or like and you don't have to. I, you can have a rough draft. Right. Like it doesn't have to be so specific. Like I was talking about, I want to live in New Zealand and I want to be a, a sheep farmer. That's that's who I am. If you don't fit into that mold, then you can't be with it. I'm not saying it has to be that specific. I You have to know yourself. Know who you are. Know what, where do you fit in to the world. And that is something that you should be focused on first before you bring anybody into it. And to really help you become happy because like you can be you can have happy things that happen to you but that the consistent happiness and fulfillment and purpose that is the journey that is the journey that is what life is people lose hope so quickly because they don't find it and they don't know how to find it take a step back be self-reflective who who are you well, I like this. I like this. And do do your, like I said, investigate yourself. Right. Go into who are you? Where have you, where, where have you been so far in your life? Or who are you right now? 
based off of what you were in the past. You're still growing. You're going to go through seasons, but at least recognize who you are. Don't just stumble through life without any direction. Give yourself some direction by looking into yourself. Who am I? What am I passionate about? What am I interested in? You know, and follow those. And then you'll, and then be out there, go do stuff, you know, do stuff that you wouldn't think that you would normally like to do. And you may hate it, but then again, you might feel passionate about it. You never know. Because you don't, the, the whole point of life is a, it's a journey to find yourself and then move further into that, to right. graduate from that, to, to keep pushing yourself past your, your limits that you think that you have. Keep challenging yourself. That's what gives life meaning. That's Absolutely. what's going to keep you from depression. It's going it, to, that I can do whatever I need to do. I can do whatever I want to do. It's just how much am I willing to put forth for it? Absolutely. How much am I willing to put forth for me to feel fulfilled? Right. And have purpose and have passion. And you know what? If you can find that first, dude, and when it comes to relationships, dude, they'll show up. Oh, they will. They'll see it. You're emanating an aura of direction. And the ladies and the guys, they see that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're, they're drawn to it. The right ones will be drawn to that. Absolutely. Anyway. We got to wrap this up. Yes, we do. This was a great podcast. It was. It was. I thought so, too. But anyway, we're going to have Kyle on next time for sure. We're going to have you on for a oh, second. I a second cannot deal. wait to oh, see yeah. what we talk about next. Yeah, definitely. All right. All right. We're, we're logging off. Thanks for coming out and listening, guys.